what is up <laughs> welcome to what they don't see formerly known as thriving in relationships after abuse i am your host jessica laurent and man i am so excited to be here with you i've missed you guys it's been a few months since i've been here in this space and as you can see some things have changed and i'm really excited about the evolution of this podcast and what it will evolve into um yeah i won't tell a long story about how we got here but what i will say is that in the last few months i've met just a lot of people with amazing stories and life-altering experiences that wouldn't necessarily be considered abuse but again they had this crazy life-altering impact and so I wanted to expand the podcast I wanted to really make it bigger than just about relationships and abuse and things like that so really I want to have something that is going to foster compassion and connection and deeper conversations because the the post-COVID world is so strange. We're so disconnected. We're so, we're just broken. I don't know. I don't know, but I don't love it. So what I'm realizing is that it's just time. It's time to be more vulnerable. It's time to share the things that they don't see. Um, again, what they don't see is essentially having candid conversations about the things that people can't see on the outside. You know, we walk around confident, smiling, making everything look good, but when people see you, they may see your degrees and that you're a great parent and, you know, all of these things, all the things that are easy to see and acknowledge, but they don't see the breakdowns. They don't see the depression. They don't see the anxiety. They don't see all the times that you've fallen apart and put yourself back together. Like that's where the real value is, in my opinion, um, is really how you became the person that you are. So really just opening up and having those deeper conversations about what people don't see. Because I think we stand off a lot or we won't approach a person or try to get to know a person or any of that because we may see a, a fancy business suit a, a, a car and think you know they're not like me we're not the same but you'd be surprised how many of our stories sound just alike regardless of where we landed a lot of us came from the same spot so essentially that is what what they don't see is about so I'm extremely excited to get this popping but before we get into today's show I want to personally invite you into the show this is no longer my show it's yours this will be one of the very few episodes that I will be doing on my own um, with that being said if you are that person or if you know that person that on the outside everything just looks fine and normal or even amazing but the story behind that is incredible the, the the person that will tell you all these things that they've been through and you just sit there like ain't no way ain't no way i never would have thought that so if you are that person or you know someone like that i want to hear from you you know i want this place to be your place this is where we tell 
your story. That is how we foster those connections. So if that is you or if you know someone um, that wants to tell their story, head over to jessicalarant.com. There'll be a section where you can um, put your information in with be a guest. You'll just fill it all out and then we'll reach out and get you on the show. So I am just, I'm so excited about this. (laughs) I'm so excited because it's your stories that inspire people. There is going to be somebody that hears that story that is on the brink of just losing it and falling all apart or have already fallen apart and thinking they can never put themselves back together. But your story could be the one that says, hey, damn, if they can do that. I can too, or I'm not alone, or I'm not broken, I'm not messed up, like, this is, everybody's experiencing something, so, it, just know, I'm excited, so head on over to JessicaLaurent.com, fill that out, we'll get connected, and we'll get you on, so, let me just be the first to welcome you to what they don't see, and I promise you are gonna love it here, <laughs> so with that, let's jump into the very first episode. Um, I want to start with a quote from a Swiss psychiatrist. It is one of my favorite quotes. Um, so Elizabeth Kubler Ross says, "The most beautiful people that we've known are those who have known defeat, known suffering, known struggle, known loss, and have found their way out of the depths." These persons have an appreciation, a sensitivity, and an understanding for life that fills them with compassion, gentleness, and a deep loving concern. It says beautiful people do not just happen. Listen, that last line is the one that does it for me. Beautiful people do not just happen. And I love it because of the truth and the depth in that. We are all an accumulation of all the shit that has happened to us that doesn't just happen for people who are living lives that may have not had extreme challenges that's a whole different person like we are like well-seasoned humans and so the idea that the most beautiful souls and spirits are those who have had these incredible experiences I love the way that this line really shifts us from it shifts our perspective from really the things that we've endured it shifts us from this idea that this happened to me to this created me from what I had to go through to what I had the privilege of going through it takes you from being a victim to a literal work of art and I love that I love that. So it's like, you didn't just happen. You didn't, you, this is no mistake. This is no, this is no flaw. You have been curated to be the person that you are. So, um, just thinking about like, had it not been for all the shit, you wouldn't be you. It, it really just brings this beauty to it. Um, and I have to laugh when I think about that or because some people may hear that and say, I don't really, I don't really like who I am right now. I, I feel flawed. I feel broken. I don't feel normal. I feel like a fuck up. Whatever you think about yourself in that moment, because maybe right now you can't see the beauty of who you've become. 
Maybe you don't understand the amount of courage and strength that it takes to get back up after being knocked down countless times. Maybe you just can't fathom that all the chaos made the beautiful story that is you. Or maybe you still face down on the pavement from the last time you were knocked down and you just haven't managed to get up yet. And that's okay. That is okay. Because that is why we're here. So let's talk about Kintsugi. As you can see, that's the title of the episode. Kintsugi is one of my favorite. I keep saying it's a philosophy. It's really an art form that's linked to a Japanese philosophy. But the art is really philosophical if you apply it to your everyday life. So Kintsugi. Kintsugi is um, it's a traditional Japanese process of giving new life to broken objects by mending the shattered pieces with gold. Listen, when I got introduced to this concept, I'm just like, damn, that's good. That's beautiful. Out Thinking outside of just an object, like we are broken. We've been knocked down. We've been shattered. And when you line every single crack or broken piece with gold, what is what happens to that piece? It becomes more valuable. It becomes more valuable. That puts value on the scars and the brokenness. So I love this because essentially that is what this podcast is about. It's about having those conversations about the things that we think make us broken or flawed or no, that's what makes us beautiful. That's what makes us dope. And so this concept is really something that is near and dear to my heart. So let's just talk about the process, like what going through the full process from broken to rebuilding actually looks like. So for this concept to even exist, something has to be broken. When it comes to an inanimate object, there's only a few ways you can damage it. It can have a minor crack, small chip, a few broken pieces, or be completely shattered. Now, the damage we experience as humans can also fit into that category, but really the way we can be damaged or the things that cause the damage or the different aspects of us that can be damaged are endless, like absolutely endless. I mean, we can be damaged mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, the list goes on. We can be neglected, diagnosed with a major illness, involved in a horrible car crash, we can be bullied robbed, passed up for a promotion that we worked our asses off for, humiliated, cheated on, bankrupt, grief-stricken, evicted, abandoned, you get it, okay, it's real out here, (laughs) so the damage that we can incur is just endless, and the amount of times we can be damaged also seems to be limitless, just because something horrible happens one time does not... (laughs) Put you in a spot to where you won't ever, it won't ever happen again. Oh, got my one damage. That's it. Check that off. That's not how that works. And so some of us, we got a few small cracks. The normal stresses of life or one event that kind of altered the way we do things. Or, I mean, we just, we, we go through things in a lifetime. Some of us has been knocked down one good time. Maybe we split in two. But we ended up not being the same person that we were before but some of us some of us have been dropped and put back together a few times and some of us 
have been completely shattered on multiple occasions. But regardless of what the damage is, we can all agree we've been damaged at some point. Regardless of how big it is, all of us have some damage. So thinking about what that looks like after you break something. Because take the time to figure out or take inventory of the broken pieces you have. How were you broken? How have you been broken? For me, I mean, we got all day. (laughs) The abuse, um, the financial um, struggles, grief, losing my grandparents that raised me, losing my mom. um, I mean, just countless things and we'll go into that story eventually we'll we'll tell the story really I don't want to spend an episode telling my story again I want that to come out in conversation as we talk to other people and compare stories but think about how you've been damaged and what that looks like so after you break something fragile typically comes you know you, you drop a a glass on the floor you start gathering all those pieces. This part of the process is really going to depend on the extent of the damage. Let's say you drop a plate and it splits in two. You just got to get those, you know, little pieces. They're big enough for you to gather. So you're going to have them. You know, let's say you're dealing with a small chip. That's a relatively simple process. Just locate the little piece that just fell off and put it back or throw it away or whatever you decide. But the trick with this one, even though it's minor, is really gathering that piece in that moment. Because if you don't find that little small piece, if you're trying to save this item because it means something to you, and you're trying to find this small piece, if you lose that, you're not going to be able to go back to, you know, the original item that you had. So that's important. So thinking about how we may look at this in our lives, it's really addressing so let's let's talk about a chip what what would a chip look like as far as damage that can be you ignoring or not addressing maybe your your partner says something hurtful to you maybe says something about your weight that created a small chip chipping your self-esteem okay but let's say you don't ever address it you'll look at that as the the small piece not being retrieved you didn't find that piece you what happens then you simply lose that piece and after a while you forget about it you lost that little piece of yourself with that one comment and because you didn't go retrieve that piece talk about it and put it back talk about it and unpack it and say hey this person is just mad at me and that has nothing to do with me they're just angry they're feeling you know low self-worth they're projecting but when you don't address it that chip is just gone with the wind you can never get that back so that's what you know when you think about just small damage just just a little chip okay but the chip doesn't repair itself if you chip a glass chip a cup and you lose the piece, it's not going to grow back. It doesn't just self-repair, right? So that is something that we have to be conscious about. If you're lucky, 
you'll get a, you'll get a few chips. But the majority of us, really, we end up totally broken. Pieces scattered all across the room and the gathering process becomes a little more complicated. A little more complicated. Picking up shattered glass is a daunting task. It can even be painful. You can cut yourself. People trying to help you pick it up can cut themselves. You lose pieces. And I think a lot of us get exhausted at this stage when we when we break especially those of us who have been shattered a couple of times. It's like, I'm so sick of picking these pieces up. I'm sick of asking people to help me pick these pieces up. I'm tired of people being hurt because they're cut on my shards of glass trying to help me pick these pieces up, right? It, it gets exhausting. It, it it takes patience. Like you drop you drop something and you want to retrieve those parts so you can put it back together. Cause we're not throwing it away. We're not throwing ourselves away. But trying to retrieve all those pieces, it's insane. And it's daunting. A lot of people get hurt picking up the pieces. The sharp edges. It's a process and you got to be committed to it. Some of us sweep our shit under the rug. We don't even feel like picking those pieces up. We act like it don't exist. We break. The damage is there. We just sweep it under the rug and act like nothing happened. We go get another glass, right? A lot of people get stuck here in the picking up the pieces point. And how do you know if you're stuck here? You know that you're stuck in the process of picking up the pieces if you are still blaming people for your situation. That's that's a big part of it. You know, you, you got to understand there's only so much the people, you know, there's only so much power a person can have in your current situation. And we're, you really, you're giving them that power. Yes, people do hurt you. But the healing is on you. So you're, you can identify being stuck in that still trying to pick up the pieces stage if you're still blaming. You know you're stuck here if you are always feeling bitter and angry most of the time. Somebody asks you how you're doing. Well, you know, I'm cool. I'm going up the rough side of the mountain, as the black folks say in the church. <laughs> you're angry. You're bitter. You nagging you. You fumbling around grumpy because you got to pick these pieces up. You're sick of it. You know, you you spend a lot of time talking about what happened to you. Making people or, or desiring people to feel sorry for you. That's how you know you stuck in this phase. That's your story. And they know it when you come in. They see you go, here she come. Here he come. Okay, you you like what's the the thing from Winnie the Pooh? Is it Eeyore, the sad one with the cloud, real always depressed. Okay, that that's another sign that you're stuck in this phase. So don't get me wrong, picking up the pieces looks very different for everybody. Picking up the pieces for some people, you know, for somebody who lost their job, is going to look way different than somebody picking up the pieces who was paralyzed in an accident. So there's no judgment in what that process looks like or how long it takes. And there's no judgment if you're still here, but it's extremely important to know where you are in the process. 
so that you can make some progress because you don't want to get stuck here. You, you don't want to get stuck picking up the pieces because you'll never be able to get back to the original glory of who you are. So after gathering up the pieces, it's time to put them back together. And this is where, in my opinion, the, the, the actual process, the beautiful process starts. This is, this is where Kintsugi begins. So in Kintsugi, the broken objects are put back together with gold or more commonly like a lacquer with either like gold dust, gold flakes, things like that. And so this mixture um, of lacquer and gold is an art in itself. The ratio of the two has to be just right. If you have too much gold, um, the mix will be too soft and the, the pieces won't join together. They won't stay together. If you have too much lacquer, the joints become too hard. They're kind of brittle. We kind of run the risk of it crumbling. So finding the perfect balance is key. But the same is true when it comes to us putting our pieces back together. The metaphorical gold and the lacquer needs to be balanced. We can think of the gold as the feel-good stuff, right? This is self-help books. You know, this is you getting dressed up to meet friends for drinks. This is you getting back out there, going out, being social. This is that self-care vacation, the positive affirmations. You get the picture. It's the good stuff, the feel-good stuff. Think of the lacquer as kind of the tough stuff. Like this is you having to spend time alone, needing to learn how to set boundaries, um, really talk, taking the time to think about the damage, talking about the damage, holding yourself and other people accountable, managing your emotions and, you know, the the stuff that's tough. So finding the perfect balance um, is ideal. But finding a perfect balance in theory is a nice thought. But in the reality... Most of us, our, our scales are tipped, at least a little bit. Um, but the damage is when the scales are tipped too much to one side or the other. Too much gold, like, what does that look like? Too much gold looks like you really, you know, you are always having to do something. You have to always be out with friends. You always have to be socializing. You got to put your life on social media. You need validation. You're always like, you're always in a good mood. Like just, it's, it's not, you know, one of of those people who are just always positive. It's not normal, right? We, we know those people, um, you know, you're hiding your emotions. It's not, it's, it's not even real. You know, you typically you're jumping from one self-help guru to another or one fad to the next. Um, You keep your outer appearance just impeccable. Sometimes you drink too much at happy hour, (laughs) Um, but you make it look glamorous for the gram, right? You spend too much time buying shit that you can't afford and honestly don't need. All of these things feel good, right? It's the shit that just feels really, really good. But... What's really happening a lot of times is we're just distracting ourselves because we don't want to feel the other side of that. We don't want to feel the emotions. We don't want to address how the damage is actually impacting us. So we keep ourselves busy so we don't have time to deal with this shit. Right. And it looks good. It looks healthy. Like it's hard to identify um, this in a person like this was me. Like if I if my skills were tipped in any way, it's, it's towards the goal. For a very, very long time, let me tell you, for a very, very long time, I was 
hiding my true emotions from the world, from everybody. Everybody, I mean, everything looked good. My social media looked good. My resume looked good. Like, everything just looked good. I always looked good, okay? But I began to lose myself. I began to lose my identity. I have started to lose my ability to feel, to feel authentic emotions because I was fabricating a lot of my emotions. I was fabricating this positive image. I was keeping myself busy. I was living my best life, right? I got to the point where I really had no idea how I actually felt. I had no idea how I felt. It was actually, it, it was insane. I was drinking too much, set fire to my finances. God, did I set fire to my finances. But it felt good, just buying stuff, just, just, just endorphins, just releasing, okay? I kept a lot of people around me because I needed the validation. I needed them to validate my BS. I needed them to tell me, oh, my God, you're so positive. Oh, yeah, you're so smart. I needed that. I was broken, and they did. But remember, gold is a heavy metal. You can only carry so much before the weight breaks you. Listen, I was in pain, and people, all they could see, they was blinded by the gold. Oh, it looks good. It looks pretty, right? Yeah. So, I mean, thinking about tipping the skills to the other side, that's when you isolate and you, you numb yourself. You avoid people. You avoid feeling. You're very pessimistic. You, you become a victim, like, all the time. You complain a lot. You blame other people for why you can't move forward. Right? You keep people out. And you call it setting boundaries. <laughs> you dwell on what happened to you. Reliving it constantly in your mind. You lose trust in people or you feel so much shame and self-pity that you don't want to be around people. And eventually you become cold and kind of hard. And, and people think, oh, yeah, this person is just what's the word for it? Because you'll look at somebody who just seems super to themselves and you, you think they know what they're doing. Like, oh, they're confident. I want to be like that. It doesn't look like they need validation. Like they just kind of do their own thing. They kind of got a little attitude, a little spicy type shit. But really, they hurt me. That's pain, right? That's pain. So I'm sure we can all identify with one side or the other or know somebody who you know as I go down this list it's like oh yeah that's that's Tina (laughs) so you know it it just it's it's easier to kind of be on the gold side I guess it's easier to hide the feelings through the shiny gold um yeah we do we do a good job we do a good job that of convincing people that it's okay but time reveals all I'm, I'm learning that time reveals all. There's only so much the, the scale can take before it breaks. Right? Right? So I think we can agree that finding a healthy balance is ideal. That is ideal for longevity. It's essential. You, I mean, you, you, can't, you can't stay in balance for too long. I'm a Libra, so... You know, I go down that balance, that balance rabbit hole. That's my jam. <laughs> but once you do find that balance, once you find the balance in your golden lacquer, then it's time to put the pieces back together, right? You gather them. You got the mix right. Now we're putting them back together. So you, you, you have to examine each piece and try to remember where it belongs. You, you're doing this piece by piece. And it's a slow process. And, 
you know, you bring these pieces back together, right? It's a it's a scary process because sometimes it, it takes so long even. Where did I lose this? What where, where does this go? Where does this trust go? Where does this love belong? What part of me does this belong? Does it belong in my head? Does it belong in my body? Like putting those pieces back together, it takes time, right? And once you find those pieces and put them back together and figure out where they belong, you got to let the joints dry. It takes time, right? That's the thing that I believe hinders us a lot. It gets us frustrated because we want, we live in this, you know, Insta world. Everything has to be now. We don't have to wait on anything. You you want you want some McDonald's? You ain't even got to leave the house. Okay, we're going to DoorDash it. You want groceries? We're going to Instacart it. You can go to Walmart and they're going to put it right in your in your trunk. We don't have to do anything anymore. We want it now. And then you see people on social media. Everything looks pretty and perfect and it's happening rapidly. And it's like, maybe the pictures was from two years ago. They just hadn't posted them yet. It's not real. Time. You got nothing but time. Where you going? Time. Like, it. come on. Y'all not hearing me. So, understanding and having some patience and some grace with yourself. And that's why I want, I want this platform. I want us to be like, yeah, like, yeah, it took me, it took me 10 years. It took me 30, 33 years of trauma to finally break down. And now it's going to take me time to put those pieces back together. And I'm patient. I got to be patient with myself. Right? That's that's the name of the game. So the beauty of this part is that you emerge from this place more valuable than before. Remembering. Remembering that you are now laced with gold. Okay? You laced with gold every time you are broken. Every crack is now laced with gold. The beauty of the idea of Kintsugi is that it embraces scars. Right? It puts them on display. Like, that is who I am. This is, this is me. That is the most valuable part of me are the scars. It's not the degrees. It may be the story of how you had to stay up night after night. And maybe you got addicted to Adderall and had to pull yourself out of that. That's the beauty. It's the process. It's the journey. Right? It, it, it makes those cracks the center of attention. It doesn't try to hide them or act like they weren't there or it was never damaged no it embraces them it encourages them it celebrates them right i don't know i don't know about you but every time that i get hurt or i fail at something i get knocked down listen if every time that happened somebody came and handed me a piece of gold i promise you i'd take more risk I promise you I'd be more vulnerable. I'd run harder. I'd run faster every single day, right? The reality is that looking through the lens of Kintsugi, that is exactly what happens. That is exactly what life has to offer. Every time you get knocked down and you get back up from a set setback, 
you become that much more valuable. You have that much more strength. You have that much more beauty. You become that much more of a rarity. There is no other person on the planet that has been broken in the exact same way as you. Right? Imagine if we can see the golden cracks in people. Right? When you meet them. We'd be so much more open about the human experience. We'd be so much more willing to talk about what we're going through. We'd be more curious and less judgmental. We'd be more excited about the journey. We'd have so much more compassion for people, right? We'd be able to connect more deeply. That is the beautiful thing about Kintsugi. And that's what I want this podcast to be about. The celebration of the scars. The opening up and talking about them. Putting them on full display so we can all see them. They'd be like, yeah, I did that too. Yeah, I've been there too. Yep, been there, done that. I'm not broken. I'm not flawed. I'm not weird. I'm not doing it wrong. You're not. And most importantly, you're not alone. Embrace that. Celebrate that. When you're in that setback and you're on the other side of it, it's like, man... Look at me now, right? <laughs> so do some do some research on Kintsugi. Definitely Google it to look at how these pieces are put back together and how beautiful they become, right? Right? Make that your background on your phone just as a reminder. I'm more valuable because of my, my scars, right? Isn't that super dope? Listen, listen. I am so glad to be back here with y'all. This is going to be a super dope year. 2024, we are going to kill it. I'm going to start writing this book that I keep talking about. And this podcast is going to be dope. Like, we're living our best lives, like, for real. <laughs> our best human lives. Our best real lives. Like, we're not we're not hiding from it anymore. It's, it's time. So, I appreciate you spending time with me. I love you. And don't forget to jump on over to jessicalarant.com i'm still working on getting like social medias and stuff set up so we can have a community and we can talk okay but for now jump on the website or you can shoot me an email at jess at jessicalarant.com i would love to hear from you and i will see you guys next time i'm gonna start gathering guests getting them in the queue get these stories told but Have a great beginning of the year. I love you. And we will talk soon. Bye.